you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Eight, two, four. Hello, 2018, sort of. No, we've already done some in 2018, haven't we? Welcome to the podcast. Two shows. Two shows, but we were in person then, so it didn't feel real because we were sitting next to each other. This feels more comfortable. I'm more used to talk. I feel nicer talking to you, not in front of people. You just prefer a screen. I much prefer not looking at anything. um, Okay. Except my own notes. That that that's fair. If that's if that's what you need to get through this, then that's what we do. And porn. I wondered what that was doing. It's just always it's, we all, it's always on in the background when I do this podcast, just to keep me <laughs> um, just to keep keep me going when you talk. Lovely. Um, welcome, listeners, to the Got Till Five podcast. We let Jesse have his little moment in the first two minutes. We feels included. And that was one minute twenty. That's lovely. Good for you. Uh, this is our first top five of 2018, and we are three weeks away from the Royal Rumble, the best pay per view of the year. Second best. Meh. Best. I, uh, it's a, I, I've, yeah, no, I enjoy the Royal Rumble more than anything. I'd rather watch the Royal Rumble than a seven-hour WrestleMania. 100%. So we'll go with that. The best show of the year. And this year we get two Royal Rumble matches. We get the ladies and the men. Ladies, are we doing... Um, we're not going to do proper predictions until the last show before the Rumble, obviously. But um, uh, just off the top of your head, quickly now, who do you think is going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? It's a tricky one, that. Because if Asuka loses, does that technically mean she loses the streak? No, because she's lost. Um, she lost a battle royal in um, NXT, didn't she, to decide number one contender for the NXT Women's Title, and that didn't count as a loss. Okay, and this is WWE. Uh, it's going to be the first time ever. So Nikki Bella. Okay, very good. <laughs> Random. I'm going with Asuka. Yeah, logically, yes. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's got to be Asuka, and she's going to, um, she's going to challenge and win the title at Mania, and then Carmella's going to cash in at WrestleMania and fuck Asuka up and lose, and she's going to lose the streak to Carmella. Yeah, but it'll wow. be like a WrestleMania moment. Oh, of course. How could I forget? Yeah. So we've both been quite cynical since Wrestle Kingdoms happened. Well, yeah, yeah, I've I've been borderline depressed to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I did. I put on Raw and SmackDown this week and just went. The fuck is the point? <laughs> there's, no, there's just not not enough Japanese people, <laughs> and the ones that are there, they just don't know what to do with. It's yeah, but they don't let people drop them on their heads. It's heartbreaking. It's Today it was announced, right, that Kenny Omega signed another one year contract to Wrestle Kingdom, and the amount of comments of people just. <gasps> He's not. He's not going to be at the Rumble. He's not going to go, and he's not coming to WWE. And it's like, man, like, not to sound like a smarky dick or whatever, but good. Like, you know, he's a top guy in Japan. They know what they're doing with him. WWE have no track record with this. Look at, with the exception of AJ Styles, actually, but everyone else. Look at the way they've treated them. Like everyone who's come over has just got nothing going for them. Yeah, Kenny's got his goal. He wants to make New Japan worldwide. Good for him. Yeah, well, he's, he's not um, going to, but it's nice to have ambitions, isn't it? <laughs> nice to have dreams. Oh, um, this is for you and listeners. I'm going to say about Jericho's podcast. Have you listened yet to the post Russell Kingdom where him and Omega just talk about the match? Yes, and it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. It's really cool hearing um, 
the way everything went down and stuff. I didn't realize how involved Don Carlos was behind the scenes in getting everything together. Yeah, he was all over it, and I just loved their Gato impressions. That's all, <laughs> that's all I was listening for. No, no. maybe. <laughs> and I was like, I imagine that's how he spoke. <laughs> yeah, that's when exactly what he was just like. It is brilliant. It's really interesting to listen to. Like kayfabe, be damned, and all that. But it's, uh, but it is really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know about a businessman, then that's probably the best episode I've ever heard. Yeah. The best Gato bit was when um, they said. Um, Oh, I think we could get Jericho. And Gato goes, for real? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it when they were trying to explain to him who Don Callis was. And he's mm. going, no, no, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. That was good. It's made me like Gato more, that podcast. I always just forget that he's the booker. Yeah. Because it seems so, like, on the surface, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, you're the booker. The guy that you're managing is the champion and has been for the longest amount of time. And it's like, in America, that would be such a sort of, corporate thing wouldn't it like we'd be yeah. like oh yeah it's so predictable and shit but japanese do it in this way where it's just not it just feels cool it's so cool mainly because he can't see i don't think he even knows who's champion i <laughs> yeah he doesn't know what he's booking he can't he thinks um, yeah he thinks um, he was meant to lose to nato but he pinned him and just hope gator won't see <laughs> or notice he thinks shelton benjamin's his champion <laughs> no he thinks he's got bobby lashley <laughs> You're looking slim, Bob. Um, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob. Yeah, you're looking slim. Um, yeah, so we did a our first ever review of Wrestle Kingdom. We we basically were contradicting hypocrites. So go back and listen. It's a great great lesson. We did. We were both, but I think we were both quite tired on both occasions that we did those podcasts. So we do we sort of the pre-show we were really energetic for but just the post-show not no, we, no it, we it was like proper exhausted. analysis we've never been calmer <laughs> and just yes jesse i agree with everything you're saying yeah we were really just chilled out and just no like beating around the bush it's just like this is what happened this is why it was good now go away <laughs> yeah listen to the pre-show there's a lot more bleeping and swearing in that one <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but we're now a um, bi-weekly podcast, by the way, in case you haven't heard on the last announcement. So every two weeks we will be doing a show. Well, we thought that until we found out next week we will be appearing on The Podcast from Toronto, Canada. What's it uh, called? The Podcast. It's called The Podcast. Well, it's like D-A, so it's like The Oh, The da, da, da Podcast. The Podcast, yeah. Okay, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it already, Max. What have you got me involved with? <laughs> so we will be... Well, not physically emanating from Toronto, Canada, but our voices will be. So we'll be posting a link to that later. It will be a top five wrestlers of all time. Now, I know what you're saying. We've done that before, but we're going to have to do this together. So yeah, it's and important. it's not our podcast. It's not our podcast. It's not no. our podcast. It's his podcast. And yeah, that's... we're not doing this for you. We're not doing this for you lot to listen. We're doing it for more people to listen to us afterwards. So you guys don't need to tune in. It's fine. <laughs> and lowest rated episode ever. Hey. <laughs> So we'll be posting a link to that one. I'm looking forward to it. Me and Jesse have got to agree on a top five and wrestlers of all time. It's going to be fun. Heated. Yeah, uh, there's, I think there's two that we can 100% agree on together yeah. that are in that top five. And then everything else is really up for debate. Yeah, and we'll, we'll see see what else we can uh, find out. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And then we'll be back in two weeks time where we'll be doing the top five Royal Rumble matches of all time. Is that correct? Yeah, not Royal Rumble matches, as in Royal Rumbles, matches that have taken place at the Royal Rumble. Exactly. 
spoilers, and, Jesse will have Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, for example. may very well be in there. And, um, <laughs> <Make> my ass. <laughs> who? Uh, and uh, 26th of um, January, that'll be. Friday the 26th, that'll drop. Yeah, three days, bef- two days before the Royal Rumble happens. Yeah, which means That's we'll also be do our Meltzer ratings. Yeah, right, yeah. Predictions, Meltzer ratings, um, and all that good stuff. Speaking which of leads which... us... Yeah, go on, go for it. Two Wrestle Kingdom 12 results. Yep. 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 Um, I, we've just finished tallying them up between us. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Got a hair stuck in my lip ring. Continue. Oh, gross. What, yeah, like, through the hole in your lip? N- no. Did like, you floss it? It was, I don't know. It's definitely not my hair. It's too long. I'm confused. Um, carry on talking. Your girlfriend doesn't have very long hair. What have you been doing? I know. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's some gentlemen with um, long manes in this in these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty on point for Wrestle Kingdom. We're not going to speak too much because there's a whole podcast dedicated to it. Uh, but scoring wise, Jericho has earned his first five star match because he wrestled yeah. in the dome. He did. Uh, I got them mixed up, um, didn't I? I said that Nato Okada would be a five, and this would be a four-point summit, and it was the other way around. Okada Nato was only 4.5 stars. Only. <laughs> only in Japan could you say 4.5 stars. Is that? <laughs> For only, a main event, only, I know. Yeah. So, uh, top two matches, Omega versus Jericho, which was Jesse's favourite match of the evening. Second was Skull, Kushida, Osprey, Takahashi, which was my favourite match of the evening. So, we, we're, we're pretty on point with all of this. Yep. We you know, know what we're doing. You know what's not on point? What's not on point? The scores. Oh, really? There's a two-gap lead for the winner. No, really? And I'm afraid, Mr. New Japan, it's me. You're it's me all along, Austin. You're the winner. Six points to four, what baby. The... What is that? What did you uh, What did you win on? Uh, 3K versus Young Bucks. Right. I won on the Gauntlet match average. I said, but... Hang on, I said Young Bucks were going to win. You said 3K. Yeah, we. Uh, this is going by scores. Oh, right, so you haven't taken the results into account yet. I have not. Oh, thank God. Okay, carry on. I haven't actually worked out the... I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you still need to look at who's actually... So you haven't gone back on the podcast and worked out who's listened to, Who's um, done what? Shit, now I'm really scared. Because I was really confident. Yeah, you're an idiot. I've definitely still won this. I've got it in the bag. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're a fool. Okay. I don't think I actually wrote down when we were doing it. I just wrote down the scores. Oh, Max. So I'm going to have to just trust your brain, which I feel is going to be. I said they were going to win. I said they were going to win. <laughs> well, I, I definitely said Bucks. I know that. Okay. So one point to Jesse. Yeah. No one got any of the gauntlet match because no. who the fuck's all that happen yano getting the roll-ups yes yeah that we i did not expect that uh zero points in that one uh bushi versus cody we both went for bushi so that's one point each correct uh i went for evil sonata because it was in gobernables so yeah i didn't so that's a point to you i remember not going for that uh suzuki versus goto you went suzuki i went goto yes so you got a point uh, I went for Takahashi. You, uh, went for... you did. Right, it doesn't matter. You didn't go for Osprey. Did I not? No. Are you sure? Very sure. Okay. You would not pick Will Osprey. 
I don't know. I think I um hmm. I could I have picked I don't I okay, we'll say we'll say no for now. We'll say no for now. <laughs> Until it comes down to one point. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll make you go back and listen. Uh Tanahashi versus White. We I imagine we both said Tanahashi on that one. Yeah. One point each. Omega Jericho. I would have I would have said Omega. I imagine you did I said Jericho. Well. Did you say Jericho? Say Jericho. Ah, wonderful. And you got a point for this one because I said NATO. <laughs> that feels good. Is that better? Yeah, tell me. So one, two, three, four. Eight points to Jesse. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Ten points to Max. No, you're a liar. <laughs> I will send you the document. Ten points to Max, eight points to Jesse. I am the king of New Japan. I feel like that's punishment enough. Yeah, I think it might be. I ah, oh, God. Unless um, I want you to publicly release a statement that I know more about New Japan wrestling than you. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a worse forfeit. Can't you just make me put something on my bum instead? <laughs> Post it on the computer, then put a computer in your bum. <laughs> okay it's an old school laptop as well it's got some girth to it this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually that might actually have to be your forfeit what put my laptop up my ass no you recording a video saying that I know more about New Japan wrestling than you okay okay fine I will do that for you um, <laughs> is that... I'll just play it uh, yeah, every time um, every time we argue about New Japan on this podcast, you could just play a drop from that video. <laughs> the simpler... See, the listeners are going to be like, ah, oh, that's a really boring forfeit, but no listeners, you have no idea how big that is, how, how much more important that is than any kind of chili, any kind yeah. of slaps to the chest. The passion, the passion I have for New Japan and to be beaten on predictions. And this mushroom-headed motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what you are, you stupid mushroom head. I'll kill you. Eat mushrooms, eat my ass. Um, so that's the first prediction of 2018. <laughs> good. And I it's, think it's gone down really well. started off right. Yes, I agree. Very good. Um, just quickly, um, <laughs> before <laughs> before we move on, um, who do you think is going to win the Man Rumble? The Man Rumble? Honestly, don't have a clue this year. I want Finn. You want Finn. Finn, 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 Finn. Finny, Finn, Finn, Finn would be a very good choice, actually. We're, ab- we're about due an underdog victory. We haven't had a good vi- We haven't had a good winner for ages. Since well, we were just discussing this. Discussed yeah. this before we came on air. We said uh, the last good surprise rumble was um, Edge. Yeah, and we've had nothing good since then. It's about time we had an underdog. People love an underdog. They do. And he goes up against Lesnar, WrestleMania, Slay the Beast. Yeah. First ever two-time Universal champ. Hold, holds it for the whole year. Yeah, he does. And then you've got AJ with side. his title, Finn with his. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, club takeover. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, which leads us to our top five Royal Rumble winners of all time. Hooray! Now, I think that you're making specific rules for this, and I've kind of negated and ignored them, because... You were going on the fact that they should be important for like what they went on and did with it, right? Uh, it's an element where you can sort of take everything into account. So it can you you basically have to explain why it was good in that either they went on and did good things with it, or they won in a particularly dramatic fashion. Just general, you have to back up your claims basically. 
Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm just I'm just going to deconstruct everything you say. <laughs> well, in that case, you can go first this week. Um, oh yeah, new drop which hasn't been made yet, but will be made this evening. Yes, just good. Let me play new drops. Yeah, Old yeah. Drops. Do the new drop, and it better be good. Well, when you're when you got that message about how good our Vince McMahon episode was, cheap plug. Yes, got a message, um, got a private message sent to me um, by a listener who um, said that they were listening to our Vince McMahon episode and openly laughing on a plane back from America. Openly laughing, people. In front of everyone. Everyone thought he was mental. That's what Loveline used to do to us. Exactly. Exactly that. Exactly. Um, yeah, go back and listen to that. But I, was, I was thinking about that Vince McMahon drop I made for the intro, and that should just be it. No context for top five. Just- okay. Just Vinnie Mac. So if I get lazy and I don't make one this evening, I'm just putting the Vinnie Mac drop in. Yeah, fine. Uh, I'm okay with that. I will let you off on this one. Okay, John. Okay, John. Uh, so let's get to it. Here comes the drop. Three, two, one. I'm Vince McMahon, damn it, let's hear it. Somebody call my mama. I am the boss. I've got a big surprise for you. For Mr. McDaddy. Ruthless aggression. I'm going to stop being so damn nice. That was nice. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> that was good. I like that. It's, that's one of my favorite bits to do in the podcast every time. It's pre-edited. It's just like, here it comes. Three, two, one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and we have to act like we heard it. We didn't hear anything. Don't hear anything. Don't know what's going on. I have no idea where I am. Um, <laughs> There's porn hey. on. <laughs> there isn't really. I've got my Nintendo Switch on. I've got a new Nintendo Switch and it's awesome. I'm just getting this podcast out of the way so I can play the Switch for the rest of the night. Have you bought every single Switch game at this point? Uh, I've bought the Holy Trinity. I've bought the um, Zelda game. I've bought Mario Odyssey and I've bought Mario Kart. I feel like those are the three top games that need to be owned right now. And are you loving Mario Kart? Because I have Mario Kart on the Wii U and it's... Uh, oh. Yeah, it's great. It's just beautiful, isn't it? It's really good. 200cc is insane. It's like uh, it's like my face has been peeled off when I'm playing, which is um, a good thing to me. <laughs> How close are you sitting? <laughs> so many colours. My nose is touching. Um, uh, I've, also, <laughs> I've also downloaded a crazy, not crazy golf, but a golf game that is crazy. Uh, which I'm enjoying on it. It's all. It looks like old school Pokemon, but you play golf and you walk around doing little missions and stuff like Pokemon. It's a bit weird, but it's really yeah. good. Me and Jesse have got a weird obsession with golf games. Like yeah. all, all we play is wrestling games, Tony Hawk, and then whatever golf game we can find on the store. Golf, yeah, any any golf games, um, just bring them on. We, we've nailed them all. Yeah, you'll like this one. It's good. Okay, I'll enjoy it. Who do you play as in Mario Kart? Uh, I play as, um, I fluctuate between Toad and Luigi. Toad? Get the fuck out. What's wrong with Toad? I hate Toad. Why? I just hate everything about him. I think it stems back to my, (laughs) stems back to childhood Mario Party and being screwed over by that little dick taking your stars away. But you got the same haircut. (laughs) And dress sense. (laughs) And dress sense. (laughs) Mushroom head. Um, I like Toad. I, I play a shy guy. Shy guy's the best. Yeah, I've never actually played a shy guy. I'll give him a go after this um, and do it in tribute to you. Cheers, and you're, you're not dead. Uh, Who knows? We've got an hour left. That's true. Yeah, I might kill you, slay you with my predictions. Not predictions, top fives. Shut up. Um, Luigi. Yeah, I play as Luigi more, though, because I really got into Luigi's Mansion not long ago on the 3DS, so he's become like my favourite Mario Universe character. Your favourite character? 
Mario Universe character. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Nothing. You haven't played Luigi's Mansion. You can't judge. He's wicked it, in Luigi's Mansion. It's true. You've been you've been banging on about my favourites. Waluigi, because he's the Nicolas Cage of Mario World. <laughs> he is. And the Waluigi, the crazy games that used to be on the Wii. Uh, what are they called? Where you uh, just do like crazy party games where you have to like drink. Oh, the no, that's Wario. That's the Wario Oh, ones. Wario, not Waluigi. Sorry, I've made a mistake. I'm not perfect. Um, but you, <laughs> they are good games, though. Yeah, yeah, they're wicked games. You do, uh, yeah, you're right. Waluigi's an absolute loser. Because we used no. to play them in, in the house, didn't we? When we lived together. Yeah, it was, it was a non-stop riot party in our house playing that game. God, what, what do we ever get? Did we ever go Passing to work? Passing the controller around, drinking too quickly on the controller. And so it was playing Samurai, I remember that bit, doing the Samurai fight, that's good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're getting distracted. We're doing a top five on Royal Rumble winners. Um, <laughs> I think they'd much rather hear about our lives and favourite warrior. And just Nintendo obsessions. Um, uh, what's our sound if we have the same one? Oh, that's a good point. Um, we could just do either the Royal Rumble buzzer. The bah, that's a bit nice. uh, noisy. Uh, Stone Cold has won the most. We could have a glass shatter. Um, or we could have Lillian Garcia saying, or Howard Finkel, depending on your choice, the Royal Rumble match. Uh, yeah, let's have Finkel then. Think we're going with the think, think the Hufflepuff think of the WWF. Be. All right, I can get that. Yeah, of course you can. It's on every Royal Rumble match, like before two thousand and five. Done, son. You done, son. Okay, done, so son. so can I go first, please? I I offered you first. Well, thanks. I'll do it then. My number five Terrible is pick. you. You what? You what, mate? What'd you say? That's a shit shit choice. I will slay you where you stand. Go on. No, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> oh, go on, please. <laughs> okay, my number five is uh, from 2007, The Undertaker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Rumble. Oh, you got the same. Yeah, number two, you son of a bitch. Number two, ridiculous. Yes, Royal Rumble. Number five. So it's a great rumble. This The Undertaker was the first person to win coming out at number 30. In this match. Um, That's interesting. Uh, And also the finish of this match is amazing. Because him and Shawn Michaels decide to basically just put on like a 10 minute classic match. Before Taker eliminates him. Just for the lols right. And uh, which is great. And that sort of I reckon that them doing that sort of directly led to them going. Hmm we could have a hell of a program here in the future. And then it ended up being um, two of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. So of I, all time. Of all time. So I think that's um, where that originated from. And they certainly put on a... If you count this as a match in its own right, it's really good. Like, just those two at the end, right? As well. Yeah. Uh, oh, because they do. They just wrestle, right? Yeah, yeah. They they just have a match, basically. It's really, really good. And, um, yeah, Taker wins. Um, it's quite cool that Taker wins because... Um, he was in 2007. He was like definitely a veteran and definitely like locker room leader and all that crap. But um, but he he was no he wasn't old. He was still wrestling well and put oh, yeah, good yeah. matches and deserved the top spot. I think because he put the time in, but was still delivering. And goes on to um, wrestle Batista at WrestleMania, which um, was much better than it should have been. Batista versus the Undertaker. Um, they actually put on a hell of a it's match. A- I think Batista is very underrated generally, actually. But um, yeah, they did a fantastic job, I thought. I I completely agree. Um, 
Yeah, I absolutely adore that WrestleMania as well. WrestleMania 23 is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that doesn't get as much credit as it, what it did. And also, had you had the whole Edge and Autumn thing. The the top four, the final four in that match is probably one of the best final fours yes. I can think of. Edge, Autumn, Shawn Michaels, and Undertaker. I remember sitting there going, anyone? Anyone can win this, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my My one qualm about this whole thing is that the Taker Batista match did not main event, and the Royal Rumble winner should always main event WrestleMania. Always. Always. And when they don't, I get angry. It's very true, and it was probably the better of the two matches. What was the other one? Uh, triple. In 2007, uh, for the WWE, Cena must have been involved, no? Um, I can't think now. I think he was, because he was driving his little Broom Broom car. His little Broom Broom car. He came out in a Broom Broom car at WrestleMania. Okay. Oh, oh, of course, it was um, was Cena-Sean. Yes. Because Triple H got injured, so Sean took his place. And then they had the hour-long match on Raw, which was just stunning. Yes, Um, in England, that was. Was it? That was was one of their English Raws, yeah. Ah, I liked it. Uh, Yeah, I I really liked that WrestleMania. I I watched that WrestleMania in a cinema. I remember you telling me about that. That's mental. It was it was crazy. So this was in Kelowna, British Columbia. Uh, I hadn't long lived there at that point, and they were playing. They were like, "Yeah, WrestleMania at the cinema," and I went, "That that can't be right." So I went up and I bought my ticket, and I had an actual movie ticket that said WrestleMania twenty three on it, and just went in and sat down in movie seats, and they played wrestling. That's wicked. That's really cool. Sat there with popcorn. Mind blowing. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, the um, Royal Rumble is being shown at the Frog and Fiddle in a few weeks' time. So I think that might be worth doing. I think so too. Royal Rumbles are a lot more fun when you're in a group. Yes, I think so. And it's nice being somewhere where you could just go and buy drinks and stuff while you're watching it. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, we've never really done a Royal Rumble viewing party. We always get together for Mania, but I think we should just start doing the Rumble instead. Yeah, not a bad idea. Anyway, it's funner and um, the sort of the pressure to stay up all night isn't as intense. True, but it's too close to Wrestle Kingdom, and I can only see you once every six months. This is true. This is a true statement. And the same weekend as Wrestle Kingdom, we've got a new beginning in New Japan. We've got two two shows on the Saturday and the Sunday, which will oh, be in God. the mornings for us, which would be nice. Oh, yeah, that's okay, then. Yeah. So we'll watch all day Saturday, then watch Sunday, and then stay up. I'm not going to stay up. I never stay no, up. No, I watch it. The, um, the, yeah, they show the Royal Rumble on Monday evening at the Frog, so I'm just going to try and stay spoiler-free and then watch it then. Impossible. Uh, not impossible. I'll just um, close my eyes and put my hands over my ears and go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The classic where me and Jesse do not text for a whole day. Yeah, the only time we don't talk is like if we try to avoid spoilers. But the thing is, we both know we're not going to do it. Yeah, of course, we're good people. But still, just, to, just so we don't risk it. Just in case, yeah. We might have a slip of the tongue. <laughs> um, You're number five. Good choice. You take away my number two, so fuck you. Yeah, we'll um, mine is an older school one. Older school. Older school. Well, that's, my number five. An take and... a move. Stop going in on my top five. <laughs> my number five and number four are, but number five is um, 1996, with the winner being Mister. Ah, ah, ah. Sexy boy, Shawn Michaels. I'll never do that again. I promise. <laughs> That was horrible. My <laughs> testicles went in my body and each one nestled behind my ears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
picking between this and 1995, 1996 is better. 96 is better completely overall. 95, Sean, it was a terrible rumble in general. Sean it wins, was, right. goes on to WrestleMania to just uh, lose to Diesel. Like, and Diesel was um, a failed Roman Reigns style experiment at the time. Exactly. It just, um, yeah, it was kind of fun with what he did, but yeah, 96 was just a lot more. He just, the amount of finishes he eats in that match. Yes. Is just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh god, when will it end? Um, but he was against all like the big boys, and he was not meant to kind of win it. And he had Diesel to kind of go up against. He entered at number eighteen on this one, nice. and absolutely kind of cleaned house a little bit, and wanted to take everyone out. Uh, tried to team up with like Yokozuna and Vader, and uh, then he threw both of them out during at the same time. Pretty fucking cool. It's Vader time! Vader! He's Vader. a very ill man, we shouldn't show. Vader time! I'm actually renovating a um, shopping mall in Arizona. Vader time! Yeah, so a very fun match because it was kind of a case of Sean just did all the running around. He didn't really stop at this point. Um, Michael's Owen Hart was a lot of fun finding Jerry Lawler and pulling him back in the ring and knocking him back out was cool. Um, it wasn't crazy, but he, he had a lot of fun with British Bulldog. Um, Diesel working in the match as well. Did yeah. the whole skin, the cat bullshit that he loves to do. He does. And uh, then he put his title shot on the line against Owen Hart, which was another fun match at In Your House. I love the chemistry between... Everyone talks about Brett and Sean because there's obviously other elements to their in-ring chemistry there. But um, Owen and Sean always had amazing in-ring chemistry, I thought. I loved watching those two wrestle. Yeah, I thought they were great. And it, it, as you say, it just doesn't get talked about much, does it? No, not at all. Not compared to Brett. Exactly. Speaking of, uh, then Sean goes on to great. WrestleMania 12, where he and Brett, which Jesse and me disagree on, wrestled for over an hour. Yeah, in one of the most boring matches of all time. But it's, um, I, I I understand why people think it's good, and it is lauded by a lot of people. Fair enough, I get it. Um, just not not for me. I love Brett and Sean. They're both. They would both certainly be in my top ten of all time. Uh, but yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. I'm afraid. I know, I know. Uh, then he ends up dropping the title to Psycho Sid. Whatever, who cares? And Sid uh, Justice wasn't it at the time? No, Psycho Sid at the time. Oh, really? Oh, fair enough. Yeah and then yeah that was it, it was good for him it was kind of like when he won it in 95 when well, yeah 95 um it just it wasn't really the right time for him as evidenced by the shit show at wrestlemania but but this was probably the best thing that could have happened sean it's really weird so 95 was the one that he won from number one wasn't it yeah and why would you do that why would you let him go coast to coast like that only to have him lose at wrestlemania I know, right? It makes no sense. It would have made much more sense for him to come in at number one in 96 and go through all of that and then earn his sort of, you know, the boyhood dream and all that stuff. Could have been, would have been made even more cool. Because weirdly, whenever you watch WWE, they kind of cut the two together. So they always say, oh, Sean won from number one. And then they just kind of like half bleed into the good Royal Rumble of 96. Yeah, yeah. Hoping you don't really notice what's going on. And it's like, well, that's, yeah, that's a bit dumb the way you've done that. So, stupid. Oh, well. Oh, well, that's life, and we both love Sean. He'll definitely be in our top five for this Chaps podcast next week, won't he? He will be. I think he will be, because he's just a sexy boy. 
Um, the problem with that top five next week as well, we have to think of number order as well. Oh, God, why is this getting so complicated? This, uh, I just, why are we on this man's podcast? I don't even know this man. He might be a pedophile, <laughs> Max. But... <laughs> <laughs> He's not a paedophile, Jesse, <laughs> and you're 27 years old. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, he might be. You don't know. You don't know him from Adam. You can be like uh, Christian Murphy, whatever his name is, and just ask really hard-hitting, <laughs> probing questions. Where are the kids? <laughs> Tell me about the kids. I'll be like um, Chris Hansen on Dateline NBC. <laughs> and I'm you... just there talking shit about top fives, and you're like... So tell me about the the, the Jarons. <laughs> Why don't you take a seat? Um, <laughs> Marvin, you're naked. <laughs> Marvin, you're naked. If anyone has not seen To Catch a Predator, um, which was an American show on Dateline where they just um, sting paedophiles with this amazing news presenter called Chris Hansen, YouTube it. There's some good stuff out there. Um, it's an evening together. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, anyway, uh, shall we move on? Um, I'm sure this man that we're doing podcasts with next week is lovely. I hope he doesn't get any strange messages now. Um, <laughs> my number four is um, Booyaka Booyaka 619 Ray Mysterio from 2006. Is he in your top five? He's not in my top five at all. No, he's not five at all. Ever. You don't. You <laughs> love Ray Ray. I love Ray. I do. Uh, the longest, I think he's still the longest running in yep. the match. Yeah, beating out Benoit by about a minute, by about 60 seconds. Benoit oh. still holds second place. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Uh, one hour, two minutes, 12 seconds. Chris Benoit, uh, one hour, one minute, 31 seconds. There you go. So about 45 seconds. Um, Rey Mysterio came in at number two, which is the same as coming in as number one, really. Why do that? He'll never be known as the guy that came in as number one and won it because he came in at number two, even though it's exactly the same. So... Great underdog story, obviously added to the fact that Eddie Guerrero passed away a couple of months previously. She could have given it to Chavo, really, couldn't they? But Ray's more marketable, so they give it to him. And um, just, yeah, great great showing from Ray. Um, goes all the way. Uh, tribute to Eddie. Nice emotional moment. Obviously, um, WE laid it on a bit thick and ended up putting it all in very poor taste with the Eddie stuff, with Randy Orton and what they made him say and do and things eddie's not up there he's down in hell in hell and um i think he um i think there was i don't know when it was um but there was i I distinctly remember him running the undertaker over with eddie's lowrider and setting it on fire or something that rings a bell to me maybe i'm making that up i'm not sure I don't remember that. No, maybe I dreamt it. But um, anyway, (laughs) Rey Mysterio wins this Royal Rumble and goes on to WrestleMania to have a triple threat match uh, with Angle and Orton at WrestleMania 22. Yeah. Which was in Chicago. Yeah, 22. Yeah, 22. Uh, Orton shouldn't have been in this match. I don't know why Orton was included. Um, Angle was the champion and Rey won the Rumble. And if we look at SummerSlam 2002 we see that Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle have phenomenal chemistry and would have put on a stunning match, just the two of them. Yeah. But for some reason, they put Orton in. But still I, a good match. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't mind Randy being there. Nah. I thought, thought it was all right. It yeah, was... Uh, I, the the problem was the shitty Chicago crowd booing Rey. They did boo Rey a bit. and But um, in the Chicago fans' defense, Rey did come out to one of the lamest entrances I've ever seen in my life. 
uh, which oh with POA and with, yeah, 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 and he's wearing that stupid big feathery thing, and he just gets walks up and tries to jam with the band a little bit, and it's like like a stupid idiot. Um, but nice. Uh, then the match was cut short apparently, so um, they were supposed to be given like twenty minutes. They were only given about ten in the end. Um, but that aside, it's still good. Like it doesn't have the like. There's no near falls or. Like, oh, here's the comeback for Ray or anything because they just didn't have time. It was just cut short so quickly. But um, then, but I still think it was really good. They did a really, really good job. Yeah, they really did. Um, do you remember that Royal Rumble was weird because it had like the whole Jester Court entrance, like doors that they came through. Did they? What was that? It was. It was I swear that was that Royal Rumble. I'm gonna have to look oh! it up. The Royal Rumble, sorry, I was I was still thinking of WrestleMania. The WrestleMania sorry, no, I'm, I'm yeah, all yeah. over the place today. Yeah, 2006 Royal Rumble, where they just, it was like Greek. And <laughs> yes, no, no it was I Roman, think, it was Roman Yes, times. you're right, because I remember finding it really funny, or like, I don't know if funny's the right word, but like, Eddie has just died. This would be a really nice, like, you could do like this Eddie-themed Rumble or something, like a nice tribute to one of your top superstars has just died. It's like, no, let's just get the whole McMahon family in dressed as Romans. <laughs> that was like all the all the branding that they did. They've got to have fun, you know? They've just got to have fun at this point. They've got to, yeah. Oh, Everyone, but... get on your knees. I know, I you're, I know you're pregnant, get down. Get on your knees. <laughs> WrestleMania 22 was a fun pay-per-view. Oh, it was brilliant. We watched it live together. So there was that Ray entrance. It was some good entrances. We saw um, we saw Cena come out dressed as an old school gangster. We just um, looked like a pervert. He looked like a flasher, yeah, because he's wearing his jorts, but he's wearing the big long jacket, so you can only see his naked little legs underneath. <laughs> his <laughs> shaved like, naked little legs. Yeah, it's like this man's gonna flash me, and uh, and then Triple H comes out dressed as like the Roman king or whatever the hell he is, the king of kings and all that. The barbarian, that was it. The barbarian, yeah, and he's just sitting on the throne looking livid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do this, face. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> Paul, I can't feel my arms. And um, CM Punk was riding on uh, John Cena's car. He was, yeah. He was, uh, yeah. He got his first WWE paycheck. Good for him. It's only WrestleMania main event. Sick burn. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> hey, he did have a WrestleMania main event. Did he? Well, yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, what's he been bitching about? Yeah, exactly. I've just, just realised that. What? Oh, straight edge. Um, <laughs> we miss you. Please come back. Yeah, please come back. I miss you, Phil. Um, <laughs> let's, let's do it. What's your next one? Uh, still kicking it old school with your boy, the man who's won the most Royal Rumbles of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin in Royal Rumble 1998. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal Rumble. Wow, nice. My number motherfucking one. Yeah, really? Yes. How can you put this so low? This is the Rumble win. Yeah, it is. But, you know, emotions get the better of me. Sorry, you've taken my number two. This is going to be a quick podcast. Hey, well, I've got a switch to play. (laughs) Come on, hurry (laughs) up. Talk faster. Um, Yeah, great paper. We'll talk about this together then. So Austin just came back from his neck injury. Had a little thing with the bark. Um, he was the reigning Rumble winner at this point, and which is he... random, by the way. Is if it? You look at, if you look at him winning in '97, Stone Cold was not expected to win that. Like he was not seen as a main event player at all. Then it was the most random. It was like what Stone Cold? That would be like um, 
who would it be like winning now? There's not really anyone that comparable, but like someone who's uh, like someone who's good at being a heel, but it like not expected to be in the main event at all. Like if Dolph Ziggler won it, for example, yeah. this year, it would be like, what? Where's that come from? It would just be strange, you know? Exactly. That's exactly what it was like in 97. And the thing with this Rumble, like, again, it, same with Sean, it wasn't his first. 98 was number two at this point, and then 2001 was number three. Yes. Yeah. So, but this was the match that made Austin pretty much. This was what saved the company. This is what led to WrestleMania 14. Um, he was the number one guy. It, yeah, it was huge. Exactly. It, it, yeah, like you say, it saved the company. It put WF ahead of this birthed Stone Cold, the main eventer, the Austin era. It, it birthed the rivalry with McMahon. It birthed the crazy ratings that the late 90s WWF got. It birthed the peak of the Attitude Era. Everything. W, WWF were making so much money because of this Austin Royal Rumble win and what it led on to do that Vince could start a football league and it completely dialed its ass and he would still be one of the richest men in the world. That's how good this, how much money this Austin run made. But this is how important this, like, this is what a Rumble winner should be. Obviously, not every single time you can have a career change and make the company millions, but the booking of it, leading up to WrestleMania 14, not what happened afterwards, but up to 14, is, is exactly what should happen. Yeah. And, you need a bald-headed yeah, it, SOB. Good. This God is damn. a perfect time. There we yeah. go. In my 20 by 20 ring, I got in my little car, my little 3 by 8 car. (laughs) (laughs) And I drove to the arena. The receptionist saw me and I said, I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) Never get told. Never get told. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, Yeah. And it came down to Austin versus Rock, which we've seen many, many times before. Austin at that, at that the... point, we hadn't, though. Um, no, not at that Rock point. Was, this Rock was, was far tease. from a main eventer at that point. This was the tease, wasn't it? So uh, Austin hit the Stone Cold Stunner and then threw his ass out of there. And that, So that might possibly have been the first um, ridiculous oversell of the Stunner that we ever saw. You mean the best sell of the Stunner? Oh, yeah, the Rock does amazing, um, amazing sells. But this could quite possibly be the first one where he did a ridiculous one. Yes. Don't know that for sure, but I hope it is. But his, if you look at Austin's list of eliminations that that he had, they're not like they're the most ridiculous name collection of names you could ever see in your life. <laughs> so he first eliminates Mark Miro, obviously, who we've discussed previously on this podcast. Then he yeah. released uh, eliminates well, Eight we... Ball, yeah, Frasher, nice Karma, Sevilla Vega, and Chains. Very good. So he hates. Um... Bikers and African Americans. <laughs> oh, it's going to end the podcast now. <laughs> right, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that is a random. Um, that is a random list of people. But he had to do what he had to do to get the job done, son. <laughs> uh, yeah, am- amazing. Yeah, amazing. undisputably the best Royal Rumble winner in every aspect to me, as far as nature of the win, the match he went on to at WrestleMania with Austin, Tyson, and Austin, and Michaels and Tyson, and. Um, uh, yeah, and the money it made, the money it drew, the rivalry with Vince McMahon, just that's it. That, there's nothing better. True, it, it's but you it's think something fi- is apparently. It's not my favorite Royal Rumble match. It's really not. No, it's not mine. But I, as far as winners, 
Yeah, we'll, in we'll get some. Austin, point. the main eventer. I'm going to shock you with my number one. Yeah, but it's going to be rubbish, whatever it is. Oh, you're so excited before this podcast. You're like, I'm going to slew on my list, and it's really kind of shitted on it, haven't I? Uh, it's just yeah, it's a big steamy turd. Ah, you. <laughs> you're going to need to get a, uh, the bleeper back again. Um, oh, not again. Yeah. Um, just one bleep. We'll remember that. This is uh, um, about 49 minutes on the recording that we're currently doing. Oh, cheers, buddy. That's all right, mate. Um, um, okay, so can I move on to mine, please? Yeah, go on then. Thanks, mate. Uh, number three is... Um, uh, he ha- It had to be, didn't he? He had to come up at some point. Um, redacted Mr. Um, Christopher Michael Benoit. Shit, son. Not in yours? Ladies and gentlemen... It is now time for the Royal Rumble. What number? Do you want to know? Do you want to know something that's going to blow your mind hole? Have you gone for number one with Redacted? This is my number one Royal no! Rumble winner. Oh, you murderer sympathizer! <laughs> you child killing loving <laughs> bastard! <laughs> well, this is my number three, and the reason he's so low is because of what he did to people. But um. Hey man, <laughs> killing his kids has nothing to do with the Royal Rumble. He took barely any shots to the head. This, this is, I, uh, yeah, okay. In this match, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> I'm a bit in the Simpsons where they grab their collars and go. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things in the world. Um, so Chris Benoit, entrant number one for Royal Rumble 2004. Um, until Ray the next year held the record for the longest in the Rumble. First wrestler to switch brands after winning the title. Winning the Rumble, sorry, to challenge for a title. Switched from SmackDown to Raw. Um, went on to have what I think is the best WrestleMania main event of all time. Um, the story surrounding it all made sense as well. Because um, he was having a terrible time on SmackDown. Paul Heyman was um, banning him from ever having a WWE title shot again. Because he had a attempt at Brock, did beat him, made him tap, but the ref was knocked out, and then Brock locked in the Brock, Brock lock, which I miss. Do you remember the Brock lock? I remember the Brock lock. I think great move. Doing Bring Zach, it back. Uh, I almost Gow- Zach Ryder. Zach, Zach, Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan's um, singular leg. Yeah, it was quite something. Um, but So it was totally logical that he'd switch brands after that, because like he was getting nothing but bad luck on SmackDown. Um, and interestingly, um, this was the first, and I think only, um, Royal Rumble where we were guaranteed a new Royal Rumble winner. The only Royal Rumble where no one in the match had previously won the Royal Rumble. That's an interesting fact. That's an interesting fact, isn't it? And I know that because JR says it at one point on commentary um, Mm. in the match. Uh, But that's cool, isn't it? But um, I don't know if it's happened since. I don't think it has. So I think this is the only Royal Rumble match. Um, It obviously not included the first few, but, you know, in a while. That, um, yeah, we were guaranteed a new winner. Yeah, yeah, that's. I would like more of that. In all honesty, yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? But um, so Benoit, um, yeah, underdog. Like we talk about Ray being an underdog story. Benoit felt like a real. I mean, it was sort of, kind of obvious that he was going to win. But predictable booking's okay sometimes. That's fine, and as long as like you're behind the characters, it doesn't matter. And um, and it really worked for Benoit, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, it did. And the reason why this match is number one is. Because it's, as you say, one of the best lead-ups to WrestleMania. And I think it's the same kind of nostalgia thing you have. This was like one of the first 
proper Royal Rumbles that really meant something because we like put bets on this one. Yes, that's at school. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We did like a big um, round bet at school. Yeah, everyone was going for Goldberg because he was coming in at number 30. Yeah, a few people had Angle because he'd said that he was going to win and he dedicated it to the troops and it was like, oh man, how can he lose? Yeah, exactly. And oh boy, did he lose. Oh, sir. He's still got a title shot at Mania though. And coming from number one and somehow, against all odds, he eliminates the big show. The seven foot two, five hundred pound monster. But no, how do you get him over the top rope? How do you get him over the top rope? He's gonna happen. He's huge. His his hips are at the top rope. What are you doing? (laughs) But it was just such a fun Royal Rumble, like from start to finish, and I could still watch it again and again. There's just so many good moments in it. And a great pay per view overall, in all honesty. Um, Yeah. I I I remember enjoying the last man standing match with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Um, Horrendous amount of blood. But yeah, horrendous amounts of blood. Yeah, it does end in a draw, and that's frustrating at the time. But it leads on to... It's all part of leading on to the greatest WrestleMania main event of all time, so it's fine. Exactly. Exactly! Hardcore Holly gets a title shot against Brock Lesnar. What the fuck was that about? After he broke his neck. Yeah. Why? Oh, so all you have to do is get your neck broken by someone, and you're allowed to challenge for their title. I mean, what even is this anymore? Charity. Charity work. Worked. It's certainly some sort of work, I'll tell you that. But You can tell. Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dudley's against Batista and Ric Flair, who were randomly the world tag team champions back then. In and a it table, was a table match. match. Yeah, and, and Dudley boys lost. <laughs> Woo, yeah, they did, because no one goes over. Nate! Um, what um, happened? But... Oh, Ed, Eddie and Chavo, when Eddie Brute... That was brilliant storytelling. Do you remember that from that rumble? Yes. So yeah. Chavo had turned heel. They have the match. Eddie doesn't throw a single closed fist or anything. Just stays calm and out-wrestles Chavo and beats him fair and square with completely legit legal wrestling holds. Then as soon as he's beaten him fair and square, he just destroys him. Like, just <laughs> batters him. It's brilliant. That was such cool storytelling. And that's why we love Eddie. Yes, that was, that was amazing. He did that so well. And Chavo Senior um, came back, didn't he, to be yeah. in um, Chavo Guerrero's corner, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I really loved the Chavo Senior and Chavo Guerrero run. Yeah, me too. I liked that a lot. I remember thinking Chavo was destined for great things when he won that Cruiserweight title at No Way Out from Rey Mysterio. How wrong we were. How wrong we were. But he did he did alright in Lucha Underground, didn't he, Chavo? He's doing alright. He trained the um the girls who um starred in the Glow um Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he's done quite a bit of all that now. He's doing very well. He's a talented dude and he a is. nice man. It's a shame he doesn't have to charisma or um mic skills. Shame that he's not as good as us. Now, um... <laughs> but going back to the lead, as you say, he comes out on Raw. Holy shit. And Benoit actually has to cut promos. He doesn't do that bad a job. He does all right. People always say that Benoit's like no charisma, robotic on the mic and stuff. And I don't think so. I don't think he's any worse than 80% of the roster. It's just there's just ones that are particularly good that you obviously look at. And if you compare him to them, he's going to look rubbish. But I think he was fine. He was great. Yeah, exactly. I'll always remember the promo when um, Sean signs the contract and makes it a triple threat, when Benoit's like, it'll be me, not you. And then Sean just super kicks him. And the super kick sound that Benoit does with the head bubble and falling Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His head's just shaking as he falls about. It's brilliant. And then Sean signs the contract and gets himself in a triple threat. And again, you don't expect the, the Royal Rumble win and... I guess you could say, in hindsight, yeah, you could have expected him to win, but you got to remember, this was Triple H Reign of Terror. Sean's involved in the match as well. At the time, I didn't see it happening. The year before, 
Booker T had challenged Triple H for the World Heavyweight title and they had booked this whole thing as Booker T sort of coming from, you know, rags to riches, coming from this rough, horrible background. He served his time and all that. Now he's against Triple H, this sort of white, posh guy who at one point during the build-up to that match looks at Booker T and goes, someone like you can never be champion and stuff like that. And you think, ah, they're leading this up to um, like Booker T having this amazing babyface victory. No, buried! Triple H gets the shovel out and destroys Booker T. And it's because of shit like that that as predictable as it felt that Benoit should win, there was always that chance that Triple H would just win. Exactly. Exactly. Utter bullshit. That and God, when he hits the pedigree on Booker T in WrestleMania 19, he waits about three days before he actually goes over and covers him as well. Just makes Booker T look shit. Yeah, yeah. Take the fall and Booker did so well dick. in that match. That's what, Triple H said. That's what he whispered to him as he was pinning him. Take my dick. Take my dick. Really soft. Take my dick. <laughs> Take it. Just hold it. Just cut it. Just cut, cut my little white. Balls. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that Booger hit that Houston hangover and just twats him in the head. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, first Houston hangover he'd hit since WCW days, I think. Yeah, such a good move. Yeah, amazing move. Yeah, he really does land on Triple H's. He, if Triple H's nose was big before, it was um, swollen to gargantual levels after that move. Even Rick went, good God. <laughs> Even Rick, this is the most emotional moment of my life. Um, <laughs> that was, that was my Rick. now South African. <laughs> that was my Rick Flair. Do you like it? <laughs> that was the most emotional moment of my life. <laughs> um, that's how he laughs. Have you heard him laugh after everything he says now? No. He just, everything he says. He don't do this, don't do this, because this is what you did with Sean when he does the, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Now I can't listen to any Sean interview without hearing that. You're welcome, (laughs) listeners. Kind of forgot they were there for a second, sorry. Yeah, little idiots. Um, There's, uh, yeah, so that's Benoit. Well done, Benoit. I've taken your number one. I'm happy. I've taken revenge on you taking my... No, you're my number one. Yeah, screw you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does that leave us with one each left? One each left. I'm kind of happy that this is going to be my number one technically now. Okay, well, go for it. Lay it on me, sister. My number three, which is now technically my number one. Do you think you know me? Blum, 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 blum. On this day, I, I see, see clearly, clearly everything has come that's really, that's really funny trying to sing along together because there's obviously like a half second delay or something. When no, we're I was on just Skype. being a dick. It's been a half second delay anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Let's we try could harmonize if you want. Do it. Let's uh, go. Oh, this day I see clearly. <laughs> Do you think everyone's turned off? Yeah, and, and we're done. Just us. And subscribe. Oh yeah, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, everyone, subscribe, you morons. Okay, um, talk, um, tell me about tell me about Edge. Um, Edge wasn't meant to come back. Edge wasn't meant to be back for this Royal Rumble <laughs> ever, ever. Uh, it this was a fun Royal Rumble because it was. I thought Sean had just was just going to win it. Because Sean says he, if he wins, he gets to challenge the Undertaker, and he gets his revenge for wrestlemania 25 last year and it was he was obsessed with it and it was eating him alive yeah it was like of course he was gonna win of course he was and then number 29 hits and i lost my shit do you remember us watching this royal rumble yes i do it was at my house when i lived with alex and rob wasn't it exactly so we it was you me lou and rob was kind of milling about i don't know what i don't think he sat with us i think he just kind of came in and out 
I think he. I think he said, did he? That was just his way. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a dog, really. <laughs> like a stray dog. Okay, he'd come in, he'd circle, he'd sit down for a bit, and then he'd fart and fuck off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but we all picked numbers. Do you remember? We, we yes. wrote numbers on a paper, uh, tore them up, and put them in a hat and picked them. Yeah, so and it was a complete sweepstake. I picked number 29. Yes, you did. And do you know how huge a moment that is? Oh, I bet. Did you have an um, emotional moment inside yourself? Yeah, I had a full-on tent going on. On that day, did you see clearly? I did. Everything came to light. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, if, if anyone doesn't know at this point, Edge is my favourite wrestler of all time. Hey. So so having him come out at number 29... His chin's at... my second favourite. <laughs> comes out with a curtain before him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah, he's smoke. Um, and for him to come out at 29, you're like, oh my god, Edge is back. Could he win? Could could this happen? And it did. Battering um, Chris Jericho as well after when he Which left. I he... made sure I rubbed the face of Rob. Yes, Jericho being Rob's favourite wrestler. But um, they, those two have been tag team champions. Then Edge got injured. Jericho was allowed to pick a new partner. He chose Big Show. and um, Which ended up being awesome, actually. I love Jericho. And um, Jericho just spent all that time just bad-mouthing Edge, saying, you know, he's weak for being injured. I've never been injured in my career. You're a pussy, blah 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 and um, and then Edge comes back, um, immediate babyface turn, and um, batters Jericho, and it's great. It really is. It's it's a beautiful moment. the The only reason this match isn't higher because because the Royal Rumble itself is great. You've got uh, Cena, Batista, Edge, Jericho, and Sean, and all five of those were like great at the time. Yeah, really, really good. And you, you had stuff with like Triple H and Sean teaming up in the match. Um, this is the one where Beth Phoenix comes into the Rumble, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this one. Um, oh, that's nice re- that it was her husband's um, winning Rumble. Exactly. I don't think they were together at this point, though. No, they certainly weren't. <laughs> they certainly weren't. Uh, yeah, a bit of CM Punk thrown in the mix. It was just fun. It was a fun Royal Rumble, this one. Yeah. And as you say, it was the last real surprise Rumble winner. Because even though Edge had Well, the returned, last wanted one, really. Last wanted one, exactly. Even though Edge had returned... You didn't go, well, he's going to win. Yeah. It's not like when John Cena came back at number 13 and went, oh. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, he's back. He's going to take revenge on Jericho and then he'll get eliminated. But at least he's taken his revenge on Jericho. But yeah, he exactly. went the whole way. Um, but the only reason this match isn't higher because it leads to probably my most hated WrestleMania, WrestleMania 26, barring Sean and Taker, even though 25 is better. Yeah. I hate this WrestleMania. Yeah, so you laughed at Rob for... Um, for Jericho getting eliminated by Edge, but Jericho had his revenge, didn't he? Yeah, Chris Jericho defeated Edge, and Rob was a smug bastard. He made Edge look like a little bitch. It was such a bad match. It wasn't. Like, there's no reason why Edge and Jericho should have had that bad a match. No, on paper, it should have been awesome. It was just terrible. And again, not the main event, if I remember correctly. No, you're right. Yeah, it wasn't the main event. Stupid, stupid. No, but well, to be fair, it was Sean's... I will allow it if someone like Shawn Michaels is having their final match ever. Well, yeah, that, exactly. That could be the main event then. And otherwise... wasn't this the one where Brett fought Vince? And... <laughs> yeah, I think so. In just the worst, worst match, just booked awfully. I didn't watch it. Remember, I went and made a cup yeah. of tea. Yeah, you wanted to, uh, like Ric Flair, you wanted to leave the memories alone. Memories, man. Uh, yeah, it's just so weird. This Triple H versus Sheamus, Rey Mysterio defeating CM Punk. Bizarre. And then, 
10 Divas tag match, John Cena, Batista. Oh. I remember Cena Batista being quite good, actually, because uh, there was a funny bit after Cena won. Uh, there was loads of people with like we hate Cena signs and t-shirts in the front row and Cena just sort of goes and holds the title up and just sort of leads into the ball <laughs> like with the cameras right on him and all these <laughs> all these people are behind him just go like fuck you Cena fuck you and he's just like got a smile on his face like I'm here to stay boys which I really liked I really respected <laughs> that Cena. is cool that is yeah. cool Yoshitatsu won the battle royale in the <laughs> show what the hell <laughs> How did you enjoy that Yoshitatsu? What did you? Uh, what was your favorite moment of that battle royale? No, <laughs> no, yes, yes. Why wasn't he doing Wrestle Kingdom commentary? I, I mean, honestly, I, I miss him sorely. It wasn't last. No, it was the year before last, was it? That yeah, year before last. Yeah, that was amazing. They're not doing that again. <laughs> no, that amazing moment when Nakamura and AJ Styles bump fists at the end of that match. And it's like, oh my god! Like all the, everyone's selling it. Like this is amazing. What an amazing show of respect. Then you just hear Yoshitatsu go, "This is bullshit." Oh, <laughs> uh, it's like so the, the most the most English he spoke in one sentence. This is bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, I I um, rewatched the IWGP Junior match yesterday from Wrestle Kingdom, but with the Japanese commentary on it. Oh yeah. Um, remember that like. Uh, Japanese woman who kicked off the show with like the singing and the introduction and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I she was actually on commentary, and I don't understand Japanese, but she didn't understand anything that was going on. Really? She How... just kept going, "Ooh, <laughs> oh, oh God, <laughs> oh, I see Shanghai." Um, beautiful. As much you. as I enjoyed the English commentary, there's just something about listening to it with the Japanese commentary that's so good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't the high pitch just getting higher. Marty, skull, 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 skull. <laughs> All the Japanese I know is limited to um, Rio asking questions in the video game Shenmue. And um, so I basically know Zena Zane means excuse me. And that's about it. That's all he pretty much says. Yeah. Zena do you Zane. know how to say, do you know where I can find some Chinese? Find some Chinese? He's looking for the Chinese, isn't he? Well, he's looking for sailors specifically, Chinese sailors. But no, at the, the start of the game, when he's looking for, for the Chinese, when he's looking for the free blades. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, I can't. No, because see, that's Shenmue 1. I need to, Shenmue 2 is only in Japanese on the Dreamcast. They never did an <laughs> English dub. Well, they did do an English dub, but it's only on the Xbox version. It's not on the Dreamcast version. So that's all in Japanese. So only stuff that happens in that, like the four wood. The four wood. And you can, um, yeah, you quickly <laughs> hit on women. Yeah, do you remember the bit when you have to climb up? This is really sidetracking now. Sorry, everyone. Uh, this is a video game called Shenmue, a Japanese game. It's amazing. Play it. Um, there's a bit where you have to climb up the um, all the, the way ghost up. building. Yeah, the ghost building, and then you go across these. So you have to balance across this shit for ages. It's horrible. And then you get up there, and then your mate just goes there, and he goes, "Oh, I just took the lift. Didn't you think of taking the lift?" And the look on me. <laughs> <laughs> you go across like six beams all across the building uh it's the most stressful thing you can ever do in a video game we've broken more controllers than we've ever owned yes it's so difficult and this guy's like oh, just take the lift and just like you see... and i swear they animated a face of just are you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> yeah it was amazing it was, this is like 2000 year 2000 graphics and like his face just has, emotes more than I've ever seen any face emote in any video game. <laughs> it's because we express the same, the same feeling. <laughs> anyway, um, good choice, Edge. Is there anything else you'd like to say about it before I go on to my new number one? No, I completely forgot what we were on about, but yes, go ahead. Okay, I'm quite glad this has ended up being my number one as well. Um, are you ready? 
Are you ready? Not that kind of are you ready. Shut oh, up. Oh, yes, then I'm ready. Please Good. go on. Uh, it is from, this is um, old school. This is 1992. Woo! Nature Boy Ric Flair. Winning, of course it is. Winning the Royal Rumble. This is perfect, Remax. This is perfect. Yep, it was perfect. Um, not only was Flair's performance stunning, uh, the commentary work by Heenan was also incredible. Lends itself to being a classic match. Um, Rick had the WCW title at the time and was sort of dubbing himself in WWF as the real champion of wrestling and sort of having got the, having the belt on his shoulder and stuff. And WF got a lot of trouble for it, but um, but they did it and it was awesome. Uh, this rumble was for the vacant WWF title, um, not for a shot at it. So Rick went all the way from number three to become the first undisputed champion in history. Sorry, Jericho, but um, Ric Flair beat you to it by... Yeah, but he didn't beat The Rock and Austin in one night, did he? He didn't need to. No, he beat 30 other, 29 other men in one night. Better. Um, Heenan's reaction is... So Heenan um, is sort of managing Ric Flair at this point, And um, Heenan's reaction on commentary when Rick comes out at number three... Is just amazing because he's like, no, no, like just so angry and so upset. He's like, there's no way he's going to win because he came in at number three. And then he goes all the way and Flair wins and Heenan sells it amazingly. It was just so unexpected. Um, another sort of underdog, like, because Ric Flair at the time was everything WWF wasn't. Do you know what I mean? He was like yeah, the yeah. wrestler's wrestler who was on the NWA circuit and stuff. And like, you know, WF is in New York and it's more glamorous and, Ric Flair comes in, goes all the way, does this. It's just fantastic. Um, and Ric Flair ends up um, facing Macho Man at the WrestleMania, which is, this is why it wasn't originally my number one, because he, he didn't go on to the main event at WrestleMania. And Ric Flair Hogan should have been the main event at that WrestleMania. It would have been amazing. But instead, we got, um, what did we get? We got Hogan versus Sid Justice. Hooray. Um, hooray. But I have to say that the fans wanted that at the time. If you listen to the fans popping for Sid and stuff, he was over, man. Like, they were ready for Sid Justice. And they set it up very well at the end of this rumble, actually, Hogan and Sid, because they're yeah. um, the last ones in the ring. Um, Roddy Piper has a fantastic um, showing in this match, having won the Intercontinental title on the same show earlier that evening. Um, and British Bulldog also comes in at number one or two, I believe. And um, Bulldog has a great show in. He goes almost all the way and um, does very, very well. It was the first time I'd properly seen people like British Bulldog and Piper watching this Rumble whenever I watched it years ago. Because um, I wasn't really around when they were in their prime. Or watching wrestling, at least. And it was awesome. It was, I just think it's a great Rumble. Ric Flair winning it is so cool. And just the whole storyline was awesome it was exactly what i want wrestling to be with that blending of brands and things like that you know yeah it, it really it's a very cool Royal rumble it, it's yeah a very solid choice there and heenan's um, commentary just just watch it for heenan's commentary alone he's amazing yeah like the the reaction um is, is just too funny too funny yeah. not to enjoy rick flair mentions that he was um he didn't know he was going to be winning the Rumble or the title until he arrived at the arena that day of the event. And he also felt because he was born at number three, it was in order so that he could showcase his skills and endurance. You just don't get that kind of modesty with anyone else. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Um, ah, yeah, but Rick, Rick knows he's the greatest of all time. He doesn't need to. Um, he doesn't need to pretend otherwise. No, no, he doesn't. And, and that's why he's so damn talented. This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> South African Indian. I don't know what he is. South African Rick. That's gonna be. That's gonna be my new thing. 
But it was so cool, like, for the WF title. Obviously, they did it in 2016, 24 years later, and it was uh, shit. But before that, it was it's a great concept. I wish they did more Royal Rumbles for the title. Yeah, it's cool. But I, I sort of like its rarity. That makes it special. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it's it's very, very justified to have Ric Flair as number one. A lot of people cite it as their favourite. Yes, and um, I would say, um, yeah, from an in-ring standpoint, it's my favourite. It, I I can watch it and enjoy it much more than any other Royal Rumble. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's the one! It's the one. Uh, so we're kind of all over the place on that one, but I think we covered pretty much every good Royal Rumble there is. I think we have. Uh, there have been other decent rumbles. Nope. I actually I actually enjoyed um, Cena coming back at number 30 at Madison Square Garden cool and winning moment. the Rumble. It was a good moment. That's an honourable mention. Um, now, just before we um, go into the depths of hell um, with Eddie, according to Orton, um, we did speak to the Milky Way universe. And I spoke to the Twitterverse. The Twitterverse. We have a name for... Do we just include the people on Twitter in, in the Milky Way-verse? Yeah, fine. It's fine. I started calling it... See, it, it was called... What were we calling it? The top... Got Till Five Milky Way. But you keep calling it the Milky Way universe because you're an idiot. Like, you don't even know you're doing it. You just keep doing it. <laughs> oh, I know I'm doing it because it pisses you off so much. Yeah, but I'm just going to roll with it. I'm fine with it. So it's now the Milky Way universe. And oh, that's I didn't fine. Ruin it. No, that's fine. I'm happy with that. The Milky Way universe. So, um, basically, we've uh, everyone agrees with us uh, without knowing what we were going to say. Um, Roscoe Santalego Lelo says, um, Edge in 2010, just a well-deserved win and an awesome return. Um, oh, he also says, Orton in 2009. Now, that was quite a good Raw Rumble. Yeah, that was. I remember you really liking that one because yeah. that was kind of, that was, that was good Randy. That's my favourite Randy. Randy. Yeah. Ooh. Bold, psychotic, like molesting Stephanie McMahon Randy is the best with Randy. With legacy and yeah. Yeah, awesome. Re- yeah, with legacy. He was, just, he was just mental, man. Like properly unhinged. That was awesome. Um, finished that match was decent, but Orton was really hot at the time and absolutely deserved the win. I also love Austin 97 and 2001 wins. Very good. Thank you, Rasta Santa Gallego. Go. On the Twitter side of things, we'll take oh, it in turns. Jump in then, fine. We'll take it in turns. Quick up. Uh, Kyle mentioned that he agrees. Rey Mysterio, Benoit, Stone Cold, Triple H. Solid mention, 2002. That was a very good rumble. Uh, yeah, uh, it was okay. And Ric Flair at number one, agreeing with yourself. Oh, another one no one's mentioned that I've just thought of. Uh, Lesnar, 2003. That was good. Yeah, came in 29, didn't he? Uh, 27, I believe. Um, The most popular number of winners. And uh, and obviously led on to Angle-Lesnar, which is um, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, in my opinion. Yes, you're very correct. Uh, Charismatic Icon says Ray and Benoit's record-breaking underdog rumble win. So he's with me. Well done, Charismatic underscore Icon. Uh, Nick got in touch and said quite a big fan of Vince McMahon winning and also his involvement in the Batista Cena finish. Whatever could he be talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah, that's brilliant. Well, I told you the other week, Scotty Too Hotty won that Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, you did. Fault that I'm fault my logic. Scotty Too Hotty never made it to the ring, so he never got in the ring to get eliminated. Batista and Cena eliminated each other at the same time, leaving Scotty Too Hotty the only person in that match that was never eliminated. But the thing is, that's how you win the rumble. The thing is, that's how you win the rumble. The thing is, that's how you win the rumble. The thing is, with the Royal Rumble, (laughs) they're gonna be like, it's fucking skipping again. God damn. Um, The thing with the Royal Rumble is, does it not count? You're not in the match until you enter the ring. Uh, probably. Shut up. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you. Just technically, the match starts when the bell rings at the, at the very start, so it's all fair game up until that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I it should have been Scotty Too Hearty versus JBL. Yeah, it should. Yeah, SmackDown guy, Scotty Too Hearty. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. You've uh, caused never argument. Well done. <laughs> but very good. Um, uh, Chris spoke to me as well, uh, someone who listens, um, but he sent me a private message about it, uh, saying that um, he agrees with me for my number one and you to a degree on 97 um, Stone Cold just being epic, which it certainly was. Um Randy Orton, Mr. Nose 20, says that Rand- <laughs> Randy Orton... That's Triple H's account. <laughs> Randy Orton um, winning in 2009 is his because he bet on it um, and he won 20 bucks that night. So good for him. <laughs> I don't like wrestling when I win at money. <laughs> win at money. Win and he, at he was there. He was there sitting in the crowd, bet on it and won 20 bucks. That's a good night. That's a great night. Good well job. Well done, Mr. Nose 20. Mr. You have a more <laughs> exciting life than us. Yeah. Either, I don't know. He just must love cocaine. Um, our, the people we're guesting on next week, that podcast, he agrees with you, Ric Flair winning the title at the Rumble, and Heenan going crazy stands out to me. And his producer says that I agree and would like to add the Edge returning early from injury and winning as well. So I think we're all going to get on next week. He has a producer? Yeah, we don't what have a producer. Sort of highfalutin', yeah, what sort of classy, this is podcast class wars. If we could have a producer, do you know how happy I'd be? If I could make fun of someone sitting in the corner and they just have to do all the hard work. It's have to be our bitch. We wouldn't even call them a producer. It would just be our bitch. I bet we could get someone. <laughs> and then when, you re- when people read out things like you just did, it'd be like, well, Jesse and Max say this, and, um, and their bitch says... <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone you're a bitch. I'm a bitch. <laughs> it's the ball gag necessary. Shut up! <laughs> We'd be the Vince McMahon immediately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The Mac Daddy. Uh, oh, and, and Danny also said, uh, got in touch as well. Flair 92, Rock in 2000, Austin 2001. Big Solid Show 1 in 2000, technically. Uh, Benoit 2004 and Cena in 08. Austin 01 is good. 2001 was a fun Royal Rumble, and it led to the best WrestleMania of all time, so I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's a fair shout. So Fair I, shout. I like it. Thank you for everyone who uh, got in touch. You're you're very sweet and kind, and we like reading out what you have to say. Yes, we do. Mainly because and... they agree with us. So if you don't agree with us, you don't get read out. No, that's not true. You get read out, <laughs> and then you get then you get ridiculed and mocked. Ridiculed. But in all honesty, everyone was kind of on our wavelength this this week, so we don't get. Should we pick one to mock? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um... I mean, we had Carl get in contact. We had Nick. Um, I suppose we could pick on Nick for a bit. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Um, Scotty Duhotty won that rumble, so don't be such an idiot. Oh yeah, um, I, did, I, did, I did. I did. I did this the other week on on the um, on the ghost podcast that never came to be, didn't I? Uh, but Nick, uh, Nick, uh, listen, Nick. I used to work with Nick at HMV, and he is apprehensive about listening to this podcast at work because he works in the stock room at HMV where he can listen to what he wants. Uh, but he doesn't want to because he thinks that people who used to work there will hear my voice and go, "Why is why are you just listening to like Jesse talk at?" He doesn't work here anymore. Can you not let go? And um, so I just want to say that he's got over that. So he's now listening to it at work. So I'm just going to shout that Nick Palmer misses Jesse Benz very much. And he's currently crying and touching himself. There it is. I was going to say you said something much worse in the podcast that never aired. Yeah, I did, didn't I? I can't remember what it was. He's touching his mad (laughs) (laughs) 
And there's that's beat a, number two. What minute's that? Beep. That's 121 and 35 Thank seconds. Thank you. This is why we need a producer, bitch. Yeah, exactly. We do need a producer, bitch. Um, cool. But yeah, so two this week. That's good. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening, Nick and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, After you said his man. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. Okay, that's three. Um, that's you need to bleep yourself at one twenty-one fifty-five. Sorry, everyone. Um, should we wrap up the show? Yeah, let's do it. So we're on this other podcast, the uh, da podcast, uh, next week, and then the week international. After... That's our first international baby. Yeah, Canadian podcast, yo. And then on the twenty-sixth of oh god, it's you around Canadians. Ah, uh, uh, then on the twenty-sixth of January. Um, is Thank you, our... Harry. <laughs> <Hey>. um, it <laughs> is our favourite matches that have taken place at the Royal Rumble, and we will also do our Royal Rumble predictions. Blah de blah de blah. And um, in the meantime, I will get my forfeit together for you, Max. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Can it have really nice lighting? And can you yeah. dress up really nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make it. I'll make it exquisite for you. Oh my god, candles! Oh, if you want candles, we can have candles. I want it to be treated like it's a really romantic dinner. Can I do it with my signed um, CM Punk picture in like on the wall in the background? Like you know how politicians do it with pictures of their families behind them and stuff. I'll just have a picture. Of CM <laughs> oh, Punk like, on if the you wall. can somehow get hold of a desk and then <laughs> pictures around and then treat it like a presidential address, <laughs> like you're addressing the Got Till Five Nation. I've got that. Bobby got me the best Christmas present as well. She's got me um, three pictures framed. In like one frame, you know those frames that can put three separate pictures in. It's Ibushi standing on the car holding a firework in one picture, holding it over himself in the second picture, and then just exploding in the third picture. It's amazing. So that that will be that will be on the desk if I can obtain this desk. Just in my head, I have you full suit in the Oval Office. This is where my head is. <laughs> those two pictures behind you, your hands folded on the desk, and my, my dear Milky Way universe, it has come to my attention. That Max knows more about Wrestle Kingdom than I do. I can only apologise for letting you down. <laughs> Good night, America. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only, uh, I will, I will do it for you. Oh, I want Oscar. We're coming up to Oscar season, baby. Yeah, Show me right. you've got the jobs. Yeah, I'm putting in my, I'm putting in my penneth for the Oscars. And if you can get in a Adam Sandler reference. Double points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just do it and then just finish with Stop looking at me, Swan! <laughs> Cut. <laughs> right. Oh, I wonder um, what you were doing well then. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. Carry on. That's okay. I can't remember what I was saying. Yeah, so, um, yeah, next one is that date I said. Then, um, yeah, like, share, subscribe, all that podcast stuff. We're done. See you later. Do you want to say bye. anything? Yeah, bye! Love you, bye! You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.